Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Breakfast on SEM. Morning to you this Thursday, the 18th day of January. Once again, we're absolutely loaded this morning. Um, we've been uh, on fire. Well, we haven't, to be fair. Um, Joel Brooks, our magnificent producer, has been on fire because today again... There's no one he doesn't speak to, Joel. Live in the studio. And Tony Clark. Now, we've, we've read up a little bit on Tony Clark and, and Phil's going to alert us to... Uh, what he has achieved over the journey, but he's the World Players Association president. He's going to join us live in the studio as well. Simon Kadich, day one at the Adelaide Oval. Pretty entertaining day of cricket, it must be said. Um, give us your thoughts on that. Xander Maguire broke the story regarding uh, Taron Thomas. Not a good one for North and Taron once again. Um, he will be summoned to the AFL Integrity Unit today and, and facing some some more questions about his his behaviour. And I spoke to the old man who didn't answer our calls yesterday. So what I have done is I've flicked my caller ID over to Chad, and I'm sure he will answer that this morning, knowing that Chad is the favourite son. Questions without notice, most importantly, your calls, one 736 Rave reviews for my co-host has been doing a sensational job for the last two days. This is his final morning, but I'm sure he'll be back. Phil Davis is his name. Phil, good morning. Kane, good morning, mate. It's great to be here. As you said, we've been looked after some good guests, oh. and we're ready to go. What'd you make of, you, you tell me you're a, a cricket nuffy? What'd you make of yesterday's action? Well, first of all, I was very surprised we bowled. Um, yeah. Obviously, generally, Adelaide, you think to yourself, if we go all the way back to the greatest test ever, almost, and, and Warney wins us the test late in the day when it goes all the end because it's hard to bat in the last day, but we bowled, ball hooped around early. Oh, kudos to the Windies early, I thought. I thought they hung in tight. They probably didn't push the score, put any pressure back on our bowlers, but... The thing that everyone was talking about, and Ryan Harris alluded to it on SEN yesterday morning, was how they're going to go in terms of the duration. They're all very young, inexperienced, and when you lose six for 30, that's the, that's the telltale sign. I thought they fought and they scrapped and they went really hard, but then before you know it, you're nine for 140. Um, the test is basically over at that point. So there were, there were signs that they were going to be okay, but unfortunately, yeah. And then when they bowled, they bowled with a bit of passion, a bit of purpose, but yeah, we're, we're, we're two for... Two for 60, basically, and you know, hopefully it'll be easier to bat today. You know what? I, I thought um, they must have a tea time at Kionga on Saturday at nine or something. Send them in, bowl them out cheaply, oh. make a big score, bat once, bowl them out again, game over in two and a half, three well, days. I that was my thought when he sent them in. <laughs> I remember hearing a story that um, maybe back in the day in Sheffield, it might be similar to the case, or no, second 11 cricket, you get paid per day. 
So it's the opposite problem where they try and drag games out. Well, these guys have got guaranteed five days of income. So they're like, all right, yeah, what, what, what can we do? When can we get out? And when can we play golf? What is the fee for What is the? I think it's about 15 grand, I think, per player, per test match. It may be more than that um, now. 04 double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. What are these players getting? Because if it lasts for two and a half days, it's a, it's a good fee for a couple of days, and then they'll be on the, the magnificent golf course or wineries of South Australia, or they might just head straight back home. Um, hey, I saw this, which I've got a lot of talk about this morning, Phil. Good. I've come, I've come <laughs> loaded. I saw this um, with what the LA Clippers have done. They've finally got their own arena. Yes. It's $2 billion yeah. arena. So they've been sharing. That. Yep. That's it. They've been sharing with the Lakers and it doesn't really feel like it's their home ground. It's, it reminded me of, remember when Port Adelaide used to complain about playing at Footy Park all the, yeah. at Westlakes because it felt like it was the Crows' home base and it was all suited for for the Crows. Obviously, this is on a much larger scale, but uh, this will start next season. So they've been sharing with the Lakers since '99. They're moving in to a dome which costs two billion dollars in Inglewood. It seats eighteen thousand people, uh, and amongst this is what interested me. Amongst the many features is a unique fan section. So the team recently announced details of a section called the Wall, Phil, which is located behind the basket. It's 51 uninterrupted rows of passionate Clippers fans, according to them. It includes a standing-only section to house 300 of the most energetic fans who will cheer loudly, according to the team's website. But in the Wall, there's strict rules. So 4,500 fans, those seated there won't be able to uh, cheer for the opposition, or wear the gear of opposing teams. Like yeah, I don't mind it either. If you choose to be a part of the wall, you and your guests can't cheer for the opposition team or wear any gear that supports our opponents. Um, and any fans who break the wall code will lose access to the section, according to the team's website. The fan experience is something that is... is all, I was speaking to my boys the other day because Never Tear Us Apart came on Yeah, radio. I love it. Yeah, you love it. I, I was. I, I said to them, you know what? I reckon it's time Port Adelaide moved past Never Tear Us Apart. Yeah. Now this is just a, a flippant comment. I said. I said, is it really working? Is it? Does it have the same um, uniqueness and same buzz that it first did when it came in? And they said, Nah, Dad. We we love it. It is the best thing about going to the footy. So so the fans love that. But teams have tried different things over the journey. Mm. At, at the Giants, it's a little bit difficult because of you know, the, the small supporter base that you've got. But what have you tried over the journey? Had, and has anything hit with the fans? Yeah, I must admit, I really like being an opposition player playing Port Adelaide. Like, at all, I like the fact that we go, they do rudimentals yep. when they run out. And we're already on the ground as an opposition team. I mm. love that. The crowd goes mental. And they never tear us apart. Like For me, like as an opposition player, it's got the most amazing atmosphere. It's probably almost... The best moment pre-game except for finals. Because in finals, the AFL take over and they, they make it a big spectacle, which is great. But up at the Giants, we did the tsunami warning this year, which ah. um, initially I was a bit sceptical when you're doing a tsunami warning and you're losing. And then by the time we started winning, it all made sense. Um, and we I like the fact you embraced the tsunami being back, though. Yeah, no, that was his first thing. And yeah. I remember, you know, we sort of problem was we, we brought the tsunami came out. I think it was Jared Healy was the one that That's first um, framed it, but we were just playing all that offense because no one in our team could play defense. <laughs> so Heath Shaw and I used to joke that it was like, we'd try to win the ball back and then we'd just give it to everyone else and away they'd go. So 
But then um, we realized that defense won premierships. So we yeah. lost the buzz around that because we tried to learn to defend and stifle it ourselves. So that was a bit of like a find yourself moment. So then, yeah, Kings brings it back. One thing about the tsunami warning, it's very cool, but it doesn't like, for example, bring in the fans, like being able to sing a song, etc. So mm. I know that the Giants particular are always looking ways to do it and they're always trying to be creative and innovative in that space. But the hardest thing I've found is that if you, let's say you go to an EPL club and you know you never walk alone at Liverpool, that's been going on for so long. You've always got to start something, persevere when it doesn't seem like mm. it means anything until, you know, for example, your your boys yep. now love it. They love it. So if they now grow up with that, pass on to their children, all of a sudden it's ingrained and it becomes even bigger than what it is. But just getting past that hurdle point is the hardest thing. Do you like Sweet Caroline in Sydney? Uh, oh, it's Sydney, um, so not really. But um, It works, though. No, it's it effective. is good. It is good because like everyone gets involved. I think if you can engage all that. and The other thing is that the SCG is just such an amazing ground as well. So like... It all works together. Sweet Caroline's a classic. SCG's arguably one of the best stadiums in the world. Everyone gets involved. And I think if you can get full commitment by the fans, you can do whatever you want. Farmer, this stadium's incredible. People should look it up. They've actually built, I think it's the wall behind the bench is more vertical so that rebounds noise better. Because he'll do a few music concerts and stuff there as well. But it's all for the acoustics. It's like, yeah, it's going to be unbelievable. Yeah. So they're not known for their passionate fans, I don't think, the Clippers. I think they're not really that rusted. on. I went to a, a game. They played Golden State recently. And I mean, they're, they're good fans, but they're pretty, they were pretty disengaged. Let us know the craziest fans in world sport. 0433981116. And... I don't mind this idea for a, for a footy game where if you want to sit in this section, you are our most passionate mm. fans. I mean, we have we have the cheer squads anyway, so I guess that's a little version of it. But still, in and amongst the cheer squad is opposition fans, Guernseys and people trying to ruffle the feathers. Nah, if you want to sit in this section, you are our most engaged, rusted on fans. Would a section of, we could do 10,000, we could do 5,000 work at a footy game. Uh, let us know your thoughts. Guess what Tom Brady wants to charge? Um, to head to um, the so he's in he's in the country yeah for an event at Crown now a PR agency is inquired about hosting him courtside at the Australian Open and they got a response according to the Herald Sun <laughs> a two hundred thousand US to three hundred thousand US appearance fee per hour per hour and he gets per a free, hour and he gets a free good ticket exactly exactly right it would be what that would be the most. <laughs> It'd have to be one of the most expensive appearance fees. Oh yeah, I mean Taylor Taylor Swift would probably be number one, but Brady would be up there at oh, three hundred yeah. US per hour. Well, if you think about if you, if I said to you, Kane, tell me an athlete that you want to come. One, everyone knows who you are, but two, if they speak on a topic around high performance, you know, leadership, etc., who you're going to mm. listen to in the world? There's not too many that try. We had Kobe come out. So 2020, 2019, he came out. I went to his speech at, he spoke at um, Hamish McLaughlin, hosted that one at the Crown. That yep. was very cool. And this is obviously in that, in that ilk. Um, yeah. I think that that's, a, that's crazy. So I, I always take free tickets to um, the, the tennis, <laughs> so I'm not quite going as well as Tom. Well, that's what they say. That most celebrities who rock up to the Australian Open aren't paid a fee, but they're given, obviously, the seats, food, transfers, and sometimes clothing, depending on the sponsors. Um, but anyway, if you want to go and see Tom Brady, you can get a ticket for $149, which is a bit more um, price-friendly in conversation event at Crown on Jan 27. But would he be 
the most expensive per hour guest. 300 grand US. Um, my man Cam Green, how'd he go yesterday? He, he didn't have to do much with the ball, um, but he came in at an awkward spot at the end and, and, and survived. And yeah, no, he's, got, he's just going to be a great player. He's very exciting, isn't he? It, it was strange listening to the dynamic of the team. Well, you've it. you've been sucked. See, if you haven't been listening, I'm not. A, I'm skeptical of Cam Green because I think he has been overhyped more than any other cricketer for a long, long time. Yeah, but you remember that he's 24, 23, nah, 24. I get it. And I our next it. youngest is Labashane at 29. But just because he's young doesn't mean we have to praise him. Like So everyone's praising him. He's got to a crazy level where you cannot say a bad word <laughs> about Cam Green. Even to this, I was driving, I was listening to the SEN commentary team at, uh, at the Adelaide Oval yesterday, and they went with this after he took that catch in the gully. Cameron Green, we just cannot emphasise enough that was not an easy catch, but he made it look easy. It was flying through the air. And every time you see him do that, I mean, he's so still so young in his test career. Very rare that you start talking about someone as being probably the best of all times this early. But how can you how can, how can you deny him that? That, that rating, uh, you know, I think he's in the top three I've ever seen in my lifetime. Now, Barat was talking about gully fieldsmen, not best oh. all-time cricketers, but have we? what has happened? Where That was, Phil, you would have taken that in your sleep. That was a very stock standard catch. Yes, he's got the height and he reached up and he, he took a sharp, I'm going to call it a sharp catch. But they have anointed him as the best gully fieldsman of all time just because he took a very stock standard catch in the gully. I've never seen anything like I've never seen an athlete or a cricketer or anyone in this country be as hyped as Cameron Green. Now, I hope he succeeds because he seems like a really nice lad. And I've you know, heard a little bit about his story and his health in the summer, which has been a, a terrific insight and you know, serious challenges that he's faced with his kidneys, I think it was. But can we just pull back? Can we pull back on the praise? I think it's quite funny because what happens is at the moment they're hoping for performance, which means we build them up, build them up. But as soon as he's expected to perform and he doesn't, we will go at him at a million miles an hour. Like this will change like that. So my advice to Cam is Enjoy ride it. this way. This is great. <laughs> when you're young in your career and everyone wants you to do well, they'll say all these lovely things and be like, but there's going to become a point when they expect you to do what Steve Smith does every week. And when you don't, you're in a lot of trouble, so just enjoy the good times. And who are the greatest gully fieldsmen of all time? I mean, l- l- I grew up with Haydos, Matty Hayden. He he didn't drop many at gully. Yeah, he, he was, was unreal. Points probably the more famous position with John yeah. T. Rhodes and Ricky. Um, but no, like Matty Hayden, I don't remember Matt Hayden dropping anything. No, he was in great. We had we had some we had some sensational fieldsmen. Oh, like yeah. Mark Taylor and Slip. How good was he? Well, we sort of had we Taylor had War, Ricky Ponting, and then we had. Um, they were all pretty good. Yeah, Hayden was very good. Yeah, we, and then we had Healy or Gilchrist Michael behind the Michael Clark stage. was pretty solid. Yeah, he, was, like, no, he was good. We, yeah, we've definitely been we've been very fortunate. In it, or I must admit, my cricketing journey has been that good. I compare that to the people that grew up watching the 80s and 70s Australian cricket teams, like post-Dennis Lilly time. And they're all sad. And I'm like, no, we don't lose. We just don't yep. lose. Pretty so, blessed. All right, we're up and running. SEM Breakfast is powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia. There's lots you can talk about. 
the new wall at the Clippers Arena, would it work? And should we have a section roped off for fans only in their colours and you can't barrack for the opposition? Who is and who would you pay the most to go and see speak? Who are you interested in? And Cam Green, has the hype just become ridiculous? Uh, i got a little hack for you on the other side of this that I saw on Twitter that I want to share. We've got great prize to give away thanks to Signet of Signet Boost Power Bank valued at $44.95 and a golf tour town, a dozen limited edition golf uh, soft golf balls from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf for those of you who want to jump on the phone next. Breakfast on SEN. It is breakfast. Very good morning to you. Thanks for your company. If you want to get involved, great prizes to give away for those of you who want to have your say. Do you lads understand how close he was standing in the gully due to the nature of the pitch? That was an absolute jaffer, that catch, says Kieran. Yeah, I thought it was sharp, Kieran. I thought it was a really good catch. I didn't think it was worthy of uh, saying he's the greatest gully fieldsman of all time, but some may agree with that. G'day, Kane. I agree with Green's overhype. If he's not careful... We will turn him into another Cameron Wright. Uh, Cameron White says, Joey, uh, Kano, if you think Cam Green can't bowl, why don't you face him in the nets to get a better appreciation of his bowling skill, says Big Out. Remember when Piers Morgan got in the nets with yeah, Brett Lee? That, that I always rough. see those things. And I'm like, yeah, I'll face like a, I faced Brad Hogg one day, and that was about the limit of a, a bowl I was being willing to face. How'd you go? Um, I guessed the wrong one once. And the other times I didn't, yeah, the other ones I didn't pick, but that's fine. But no, I, so Mitch Stark's a a big Giants fan, loves it. And we we always joke, he's like, we should go to the Nets. I'm like, no way ever. I said, if you can promise me the ball's always in my half and you bowl 60% pace, I would contemplate it. But yeah, that's like, as we saw with Piers Morgan, amateurs with professionals with a red cricket ball do not go well together. Doesn't mix well. Piers Morgan, remember he fully sooked up. He's like, he was bowling no balls. Like, he hey, was, though. Yeah, he but, was bowling no balls. That's cricket, though. That's how it works. You <laughs> bowl no balls in the nets. Just move on. You just cop it. He, I thought he copped it pretty well. I thought it was a pretty good performance from Piers. Well, we had to because he just talked so much <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Hey, um, I saw this. Uh, I'll, I'll credit the Twitter account or X. Pig Mentality has alerted us to the fact that this is excellent. So he speaks about KO and... Most of sport fans, I would think, um, have got Foxtel or KO, if, if you can. He says that the cost of KO is going from 360 to 420 per year at the end of February. But the little hack that he has given is that if you sign up for a club digital membership, so any of the 18 clubs, you get a free KO membership. So your digital club membership includes a free 12-month oh. KO subscription. And the 12-month digital membership, Starts at two thirty one for your club, the Giants. Very affordable. Love They're that. the cheapest digital member. So, so with that, you're already in front one hundred and thirty bucks because it includes the KO membership. You also get discount at the Giants shop. You get invites to online calls with Giants players. You would have done those in the day. And then the most expensive digital membership is Hawthorne at two hundred and eighty. But that's one of the great hacks I've seen. So cancel your KO subscription. Sign up to a club digital membership and you save 130 bucks. That is, this is one of the you great like public announcements of all time. Well is. done. He's done a well, great it's job. It's not me, it's pig mentality. So, on, a pig mentality is nailed it, but also like huge result for those membership numbers that we get every year that will be at an all time record <laughs> high in terms of memberships. And Binge will be looking at themselves, and be like, we're losing all this money. 
and their clubs will be like, we're killing it. We've got 400,000 members. Yeah. So, so, so it I could like be good that. for the Giants. The Giants will go through the roof here. The Giants need it. Um, some other clubs that need it, I reckon Gold Coast would need it. There's a $250 digital membership. You get $20 at the Suns shop. Uh, North probably need it. Two fifty, you get a kangaroo scarf as well. Okay, maybe I'll maybe I will do that. Maybe I'll sign up for a North Melbourne digital membership, get my KO subscription, get my kangaroo scarf and my cap, and a thirty dollar root shop voucher, and I can say to Kingy when he joins me on Fireball Friday, "Hey Kingy, I'm not negative about kangaroos. I'm actually a member. I'm in. One my thing money I'll, is where my mouth is. I will pu- also push the Giants that if it's digital, we've got the best social media team okay, it's in not the country. Plug, it's not a plug for the Giants." I'm just making sure we look back. Who is that guy? Who is that guy? Jacob Gaynor. He's the yeah, funniest well, guy ever. Him. Oh, he is very... So he's from Canberra. Um, he's got uh, big energy. So he's like five foot seven, five foot eight, but looks 12. And he is hilarious. Like, Can he, he play is, or what? No, he's just so funny. He's just unbelievable. He's like... So he like banks up all these ideas. Then they have to get audited because if he did everything he wanted, we'd be in a lot of trouble. So he's like... So his he, his boss Allison, so she, he's the guy that we saw on camera, right? No, the, the little one with curly hair, the little small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so he, run, he runs the account. So he runs the account, but he's so funny that like he'll have he's just I don't know for some reason he's that creative. But then so Allison, his boss, her job is to make sure what's below the line and what's above the line, and that's half the job. But he is unreal. He does some of the funniest stuff and. It's good to see that. And then obviously we had the big, big sound stuff too. So he sort of leveraged that too. So, um, hey, that's a perk of the digital membership. But all you're going to be, Kane, and tell your mates that you're supporting their team too if they think you're too negative. It's a good little hack. Thanks to that. on uh, social media. Did you see Ben Cousins at Richmond training yesterday? No, I did. I saw that and saw, you know, it's amazing because he's been really big for uh, WA junior football. So I know he was great for Stephen Keneally on that. So when I saw Nathan Broad and that as well, mm. you could see the connection there too. I, um, we spoke about those uh, people that have a presence. It was amazing. Like with everything that he has been through and put his family through and put his footy club through and put everyone through, Ben Cousins, the, the still got the, the draw of that and the aura. Like Dustin Martin goes straight over and all the players go straight over. There's definitely a presence about Ben Cousins, and it's it's really good to see him in, in, in a good space. I did a speaking engagement with him in uh, the lead up to grand final week, and it was it, w- it was great to see. We spoke about him, and is it time for him to be in the Australian Football Hall of Fame earlier on in the week? And um, seeing all this and the work that he's done, I absolutely think it's time for him to be included with the career that he's had. SEM Breakfast is powered by Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. If you're just joining us and waking up to us on the McCafe menu, our official coffee partner, Paul Marsh from the AFL Players Association, live in the studio with Tony Clark. Wait till you hear uh, about Tony Clark's resume. Uh, Simon Kadich from the SEM Cricket Commentary Team. Xander Maguire broke the story about Taron Thomas making a very nice name for himself on Channel 9 is Xander. Graham Corns questions without notice and your calls on the other side of the news headlines.